Hello, fellow Xbox Adventures. Welcome to this week's episode of Xbox Quest, best show in the West, and home for all news, reviews, and segments on the world of Xbox. On this week's show, we discuss more Harry Potter game details, Xbox Series S info in August, Marvel Avengers War Table, and more on smart delivery. Today, I'm joined, uh, as always, by the Lone Ranger himself, Jake Burton. Well, I'll be. Well, hell. Well, hell. <laughs> oh, my, my real Old West voice, or I guess Old West Virginia voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> I say, you're a prospector. That's the best voice. <laughs> Old man Wolfjaw's here to teach you a thing or two. We enjoy the Wild West entirely too much. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I had a, a, a lot of time off this week. You guys will hear more about that in our, uh, in our Game Pass weekly segment. But Too much time, I think. Oh, it was it was, yeah, too much time for what I spent it on. But yeah, I could have I could have spent way more time not going to work. And absolutely fine. So oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. I'm like I'll I'll stay here as long as yeah. I need to. No, people are like, oh my god, I bet you're ready to get back. It's like, nah, dude, that seven days felt like two. Like I don't know what's gonna happen now. I'm on my normal days off tomorrow and Wednesday, and I'm like gonna feel like it's a quarter of a day. It's gonna kill me. Yeah, not gonna. But I'll be all right. Yep. All right. How you been, Adam? Me, I'm fine, dude. Like I said, I just moved this weekend for anybody uh, who kind of knows. Yeah, I moved this weekend. It was tough. Had took eight hours to get the internet to work. Then today, my car battery went dead, and I got to get that replaced tomorrow. So, fun times all around. We're still here, though. Yeah. For you, the listener. I'll, I'll always be here. It's all good. Even if I'm going to a rage monster, I'll, I'll come hang out. Look at that. Rage monster. See, I, I foreshadowed the Avengers. Oh, oh. I've spent entirely too much time watching the MCU like the past week. Professional. That's a good call. I've been meaning to rewatch those at some point, but there's too many. Th- I want to rewatch Lord of the Rings. I want to re. I just want to watch old things that I like. All the games, all the movies, man. It's tough. Yeah, it's great. But anyways, it's sort of a light week, so I don't even know this show's going to be as long as normal. So we'll go ahead and jump right into it. We're going to go into the news. Uh, we're going to start with Harry Potter RPG. The leak from two years ago, I believe, at this point. We seem to have some more news on it. Um, the Warner Brothers Interactive, uh, this is from IGN, by the way, uh, the Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment rumored Harry Potter RPG is reportedly set to be released in late 2021 on PS5 and Xbox Series X, according to a report by Bloomberg. Um, it is the, uh, the long rumored RPG, uh, supposed gameplay leak in 2018, uh, is yet to be confirmed, but apparently there are more rumors saying that yeah, it's official and it's going to be announced, come out in two years. And then they, everyone, every story you read on it makes a big point that JK Rowling is not in, involved in this at all because people are upset at her at the moment. So yeah, the next gen seemingly confirmed that Harry Potter RPG everyone saw a couple years ago and everyone was real hyped about it. Everyone's like, they'll definitely show it at this year's E3. We haven't seen anything. It's cropping back up. How do you feel about this game? I am very excited. And yeah, it was, it was weird seeing the news come from Bloomberg of all places, but then I forgot that that notable games journalist Jason Schreier has left. Uh, polygon and is now over there so it makes a little more sense and he's got some fairly trusted sources from, from what i understand i don't follow him all too closely but yeah uh that i mean it's definitely seems like a reliable source and whatever gets us the info about harry potter game 
yeah, I am I am all the way in. You give me some sort of uh you know, I'm I'm already a fan of RPGs with some cool magic elements and high fantasy, and you set it in a setting like that that I am very fond of, I'm gonna have a good time. Yeah, I just like that we have a next gen confirm again, these are rumors, but whatever they're real. That's how I always take it. Until you yeah. prove me otherwise, I think the rumors are real. But uh, no, just like we got a next gen game because I've, I've watched the all the leaked footage when it showed up a couple of years ago, and it looked really mm-hmm. cool. I think it was like a prequel era thing. I don't remember the exact details, so don't don't quote me on it. But I was like, yo, I love RPGs. I like Harry Potter enough. Um, but I'm just like, honestly, everything Warner Brothers has put out over the last couple uh, games or generations has been bangers. Like I love the the Arkham games. I love the the Shadow of, or the Middle Earth games, I guess is what they're technically called. So I'm like, yeah, yeah go ahead and give me another RPG Harry Potter. I'm like, I'm down, dude. I'm all about it. Yeah. I play Wizards half the time in RPGs anyway, so it's all good. Uh, yeah, see, that'll be a nice part, because I never play Wizards or Spellcasters in RPGs. I am a, a lifelong tank in like everything I've ever played, except for when I need to play a healer. And that applies to just about everything. Uh, so it's, it's so much easier. And more, it can be very fun just to beat the hell out of things. I'm with you. Well, yeah, and I don't, I don't trust games to give me party members that are going to be responsible and do their job. So I'm just like, well, I'll be the tank and the healer and the damage dealer and have a good time. And all these other NPCs, if they're end up being good, then great. Otherwise, I think I can kind of self-sustain. But yeah, give me a game where I have the option to play like a magic user. And also, like you know, there's so many different ways they could go. Like they could totally buy into the Fire Emblem style of things and you pick what house you're in and that influences stuff. Like there are so many options for cool things they could do. Like, um, or they could totally commit to you being in one house and say, this is the story we're telling. You're, you know, uh, a Slytherin who's not a jerk. <laughs> like maybe they, that's the story they want to tell and we'll find out. But there's, there's just so many options in a world like that with, so much lore behind it that you've been expanded on even more with the Fantastic Beast stuff and that, um, you know, you can get into the, the Ilvermorny school in America and all that. And there's there's a million ways they could go. Now, it better be at Hogwarts. You don't make a game and not let me walk around Hogwarts and talk to Hagrid and stuff. But there's just, there's there's a lot of depth there that can be explored and makes me excited. And one part that we mildly overlooked was that we did find out the developer as part of these rumors is Avalanche Software. He's been making games for a long time, but okay, yeah, I was a little, wondering, I was, a little weird recently. They made like the Disney Infinity games and some licensed Cars games and Toy Story three. Yeah, a lot of questionable stuff. The last one that's not a weird licensed Disney title is Tack and the Power of Juju, and then even then some Rugrats games way back when, and they did Rampage Through Time and Rampage Universal Tour. Now we got to be careful. Mortal Kombat trilogy and Ultimate Mortal Kombat three, which I love. I think it's my favorite Mortal Kombat. But yeah, that was I got a fourteen I gotta, years ago. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't. In this thing, it didn't tell me who the supposed developer. Yeah, I remember that back in the day. Now, is it the Avalanche that did the kids games, or is it the Avalanche that did like Mad Max and Just Cause? Because I know there are two studios called Avalanche. Uh, that very well could be a very convenient mix-up. Let me see. Um, Again, it's all rumors of God. That was the first one that pulled up when I searched Avalanche Software, which is the way it's listed in there. But I guess that could be a different Avalanche that is a subsidiary of WB. Because if they made, I don't remember. I think Mad Max was a Warner Brothers game. I don't know. Either way, you can look that up whenever you get a chance. But I think it'll be No, you're totally right. This Avalanche Software is owned by Buena Vista Disney um, and does not seem to have any links to Warner Brothers. No? Okay. Never mind. 
In January 2017, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment announced that they had acquired Avalanche Software and reopened the company and saw John Blackburn return as CEO. That's from the Wikipedia. Yeah. So Warner Brothers did acquire this studio in 2017, and that's why they haven't made any games since. There you go. Car is Disney car. title. Yeah, they've been doing something for three years. Oh. Um, but yeah, I'm, I am jazzed for Harry Potter content. Um, and, you know, the J.K. Rowling stuff is unfortunate, but you don't need her to tell a good story. She luckily created a very cool world that other people should be able to play around with and still have a good time. Yeah, no, I agree. 2021, say it'll be completely next gen. I'm all about it. 2021, so close, so far. All right, a new report claims the much-rumored Xbox Series S, or the Lockhart, will be revealed in August. It was originally planned for an E3 announcement. Uh, according to Eurogamer sources, Microsoft had originally pegged June as its announcement month for the alleged lower-priced, lower-powered version of the Xbox Series X. Um, but no E3 happened, so it seems like we're getting that announcement in August. Um very interesting. Yeah, they've been talking about having two models ever since they were talking about making the next gen console as far as back as I can remember. Um, and it just seems that, you know, we've got PS5. Neither one of them has said price, of course. We're still waiting on that. But I think after PS5, they're like, we've got a disc list version and they've got the disc version. So we know what SKUs PS5 is going to have. All right, Microsoft already had this in, in the pipeline, anyways. So it'll be an interesting to get this announcement. I hope in August, whenever we get this, we get prices for everything. Maybe that's why they're pushing it to August. Hopefully, we'll have prices before then. They're like, "Hey, this one's weaker, but it's still next gen, and here's and it's an even better price than the discless PS5." I don't know. We'll see. But what are your thoughts on? I mean, it seems to be confirmed. August, we're going to get the second Xbox. Yeah, that doesn't. None of that surprises me. I'm. I mean, I guess it being delayed, quote unquote, is I guess the real news there. But it's everything that I've heard. It's the Lockhart's all but confirmed to be happening anyway. It's just when are we going to finally get you know full details? And I, you know when when E three got canceled, I imagine a lot of those plans just got tossed into the air, and they're kind of you know segmenting their cool announcements. Like we know July will be when they announce some of their cool first party games. We're talking about that later. So I think they're covering that in July, and to keep the news cycle going, and you know climbing the hill in Xbox's favor, they're trying to space it out a bit. So July will be cool new games. August will be cool new console. Here's details. Maybe there's a price in there somewhere too, but yeah, I think that was. This is all news that is just delaying the inevitable. What we all are pretty sure is coming. It's just I think we'll finally, finally get some uh, some real numbers for everything. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how powerful this thing is because I know X, people have talked about this before with Xbox coming out with um, the live streaming, the the X Cloud stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, in theory, could just have a lower powered console, but just stream part of the the next gen games to it or whatever i don't know we'll see i mean we'll know more in august or whatever but i do like the idea of options because like with iphones or any phone really android or whatever it's like here's the big boy here's the here's the junior version mm-hmm. and people buy both versions like people don't care they're like what what can i afford what do i want and they'll buy it like i when um xbox one and ps4 launched i was working at gamestop for that launch and it was actually my my last day there and people would come in and they would straight up when it's like a mom buying a console for like her kid so we can play Madden or 2K or mom doesn't care. Mom's just buying a console for the kid. She's like, uh, he wants a new console. I'm like, which one do you want? She's like, which one's cheaper? Give me that one. Straight up. Mm-hmm. I had multiple parents come in and do that. Like, I don't care what it is. The kid wants a thing. Which is cheaper? PS4 is cheaper. I'm getting the PS4. So like you've already got, you know, you've got your diehard fans or whatever, but there are people who only care about price. Like it's like, there's a sale. My kid doesn't have a thing. What's cheap? Boom. Mm-hmm. 
So I think having multiple SKUs at multiple different prices, like if they have, if the X is really, really strong, most powerful console or whatever, and it's at the same price of the PS5, and they also have a Lockhart that, you know, God knows, you know, $100, $200 cheaper, and it's like, it still does, you know, maybe it doesn't do 8K, but it'll do 4K, and it's got, you know, 8 teraflops, whatever. If it's still a decent, if it's still quote-unquote next-gen, and then, yeah, mom walks in the store, my kid wants the new game, it'll play on the Lockhart or the big one. She's like, I don't like the kid that much. Give me the Lockhart. (laughs) Microsoft made a sale. Here, add-on Game Pass. We got you in. I I'm happy we have four SKUs at start just so I can mix and match and figure out how I'm going to budget my life. That's just, yeah, it's better for consumers across the board. I mean, a lot of the problem with the last two generations, if you think about it, I guess not so much with the PS3, but like they do the Xbox 360 and then the 360 elite comes out and, you know, like the people who waited honestly get the better deal. They get a better piece of equipment and bigger hard drive while spending less money. Now you lost the, I guess you lose out on not being able to play the next gen for that whole time. But like this gen did the same thing. Like made no sense for me to get rid of my PS4. That's working fine to to upgrade to a pro for the same thing for the Xbox one to go up to an S or to an X or whatever. Like I still have my launch ones of both and they both work fine. So having the options from the start is very nice. And it's great for people who, you know, I don't think I've ever bought a console at launch. I think I've always gotten consoles a little bit after. Just because, you know, the prices can be a little steep. So giving people a way to downgrade and get in earlier, that's great. I mean, the more options, the better. And I'm sure there will come something, you know, the next gen point five kind of thing. Or maybe they'll put out the next upgraded version that gets one, whatever. The same thing they did with this gen with the the Xbox One X and the PS5. And I'm sure that'll come too. It seems like this one is the regular and then the weaker version for both. You know, weaker, not so much for the discless one for the PS5, but. Just the variable one that's cheaper. I'm sure a more expensive one will come later, but yeah, I think it's it seems very pro-consumer because you don't need to own both unless you're a crazy person. So it's just more options for you to figure out what the right move for you is and for your you know your gaming life. That's the stuff I approve of. Yep, I think uh, multiple options for consumers is is an awesome thing. Like I said, I'll buy an Xbox Series X at launch, and I'll maybe get the discless PS5 just because I'm only going to play exclusives on it. Whatever. Uh, more options is better. I, I don't. It's all. Uh, it's all positive to me. Yes, yeah, and as a GameFly user, I'm definitely going to get the normal PS5 because mm. I still stay in that rental market. What a blockbuster! What up? Um, <laughs> and uh, and then we'll see what happens with the Xbox One. That one's the one that's depending on you know graphical fidelity is not the most important thing to me. So if that uh you know if it saves me a hundred dollars to get you know, two less teraflops. You know where your boy's gonna be at. Yeah, go for it. I don't blame you at all. Plus, I'll both can play, and both can play 4K Blu-rays. Exactly. That's what matters most. Mm-hmm. All right. So for our next two news stories, you're gonna take the lead on these because I did not look these up, but I'll just go ahead and lead into it. Marvel's Avengers: The War Table. So the presentation about Marvel's Avenger. Go ahead and take it away because I did not look at this uh, at all. Yeah. So I watched it twice. I am. Uh, I'm very excited for Marvel's Avengers game. Uh, Technically, Square Enix's Crystal Dynamics Marvel's Adventures. I think it's the full title. Uh, and Not really, but I, I like that idea. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for it. And I needed, I felt like I needed to see more too, because some of the stuff they put out made me start to question what this, how good this game was going to be. Some of their still images have just looked like, like Marvel heroes almost. Mm-hmm. And that was like, this is not what you want for 
what's supposed to be a triple A Marvel game and not like a free to play MMO Marvel game. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was worried a little bit, but I think those were just weird still images because once I actually started watching the video, I'm <clears throat> yeah, I'm 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 back in and I'm I'm feeling good about it. We saw um we got to see a full mission of uh Thor, a Thor story mission um called Once an Avenger, where they're uh trying to keep one of the new Chimera helicarriers from falling as AIM attacks it. I'm trying to frame the Avengers again. It's the first post-A-Day content that we've seen from the game. That was a big part of it, and they showed a whole um, narrative trailer that detailed, you know, AIM and what their goals are and being, you know, very anti-inhumans and trying to control the world with their, like, robots that they have. And it reveals, or reveals, or I don't know if it revealed it or if it just gave us more info, but that MODOK looks to be the main villain. Yeah, I um, that which is cool because that I don't think he's ever really been featured like that in, in a game much. I mean, he's in ultimate Alliance three. He's like one of the boss fights, like, but yeah, a boss of 20 that game is that game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we saw that they got some, uh, some info on the co-op and Warzone stuff where there will be missions that are just story missions that you can play solo, but there will also be um, co-op missions and missions on this table. And it looks very like you can uh, like select your difficulties as you play the level to like adjust to your like power levels i guess based on how much you've leveled up your characters and uh, they really got into the skill trees and the different equipment your people will be wearing and um unlockable skins some skins you can purchase with in-game money but also some that are only unlockable in the game you can't even pay for them so it's mm-hmm. not just a you know a loot box randomizer thing it's like you once you play through a, all of a character story missions, I think you unlock a special icons outfit for them. And it's like the classic, you know, Thor with the six silver circles like on his chest plate and everything. And, you know, a lot of the classic gear. And they showed you the way that some of your equipable gear uh, affects your abilities. Like there's uh, you can equip some items that deal like extra gamma damage. And okay. say if you equip that to Iron Man's like wrist beams, they turn green. Okay. So it actually like has some effect on the way like the aesthetic of the characters are, which is great. I love when you equip things and actually makes your character look different. And that sounds unbelievable. Some games still don't do that, and it bothers me. That's true. Um. So yeah. So that little bit of that is cool, and um, I'm sure there's some, some other details they show that they missed, but they showed a lot more of the of the Kamala Khan Miss Marvel footage and how she kind of ties into the story. Where before it was just kind of revealed that she would be there, and we actually saw some of her cutscenes. Um, in dealing with the the guy from AIM, who ends up becoming Modok, and um, yeah, I thought the uh, I mean, it looks it looks very squares and triangles as far as the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like you hit you hit squares with your light, and then you come up with a triangle to finish the combo out. But like, I've always enjoyed that kind of game. I enjoy you know the the classic kind of new age beat 'em up like God of Wars and stuff like that. And that maybe it's a little rudimentary, and it's not you know what the new Spider Man was. But I'm cool with that. They're going to tell a character or give you a game with, you know, six different playable characters, all with six, six, six characters. I got to count who's on there. Five, five at the start. Yeah. With five, you know, all playable characters, all with entirely different movesets and play styles and everything. Like, can't let some of that go for the variety. And I can deal with that. Um, And it looks like it's going to be fun. And the multiplayer aspect is there and should be cool. You know, just getting to play with your friends and being the Avengers. It like some of my favorite memories as a kid was was couch co op playing Ultimate Alliance and the X Men Legends games. 
So if it brings back a little bit of that, you know, online multiplayer or couch co-op or otherwise, I'm I am in again. Yeah, I'm very optimistic do. about games too, though. So it might be garbage when it comes out, but until then, it's gonna be dope. Yeah, no, I was wondering that because I know a lot of people I talk to are like, we don't know what this game is. What is going on? What is this even supposed to be? You, it seems, and I haven't watched it. From what you're saying, it seems it answered a lot of those questions for you. Because like the whole how the multiplayer thing worked never made sense to me. But you said they showed that off there. So, mm-hmm. well, it seems like yeah, it, it'll be like. I mean, again, there there weren't a ton of details on a lot of the minutia, but you do get the sense that you know there's the gameplay stuff they showed a lot more of as far as like the way Thor's support abilities, like he can like uh, enchant his allies nearby with lightning and they become invulnerable for a short time. And, you know, there's stuff like that. So there's actually like some synergy with the character's abilities and that'll be fun. Um, just figuring out what works with what, but they didn't really get into like the choosing your character thing. It does seem like it'll be, you know, you can't have like four Iron Man's playing together at once. Mm. So it's a little bit like if you, you know, choose the hero you're bringing to this mission, but I don't know if they made it clear if it was like, you know, all five are always an option for the co-op or if like, well, this four Hulk's got to sit out because he's overdoing something else. So you can pick between, you know, Black Widow, Iron Man, Cap, and here you okay. go. Or, so then, and, and, and Kamala Khan, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> there are six. That's right. Forgot about them adding Miss Marvel. At the start. So then I guess my only other question is like, how does, again, it doesn't, Again, I haven't watched this or anything, but when they first explained it all with like the gear, like it, I guess I'll ask you this: Is it an action RPG, but Destiny? Because that's yes. how it seemed to be. Okay, so that's, that is kind of. That, right. And I and I don't play much Destiny, but I watched some other videos, people reacting to it, and that was a very heavy vibe that they got. Was that it was very much in the Destiny style of like getting these different item drops and going. You can play it all the way through single player, where there's also multiplayer options and different things, different missions that are specifically multiplayer and they also said forgot forgot to throw this in don't want to forget again you can play multiplayer missions solo and mm-hmm. you have ai partners so if okay. you don't want to play online with people you, you don't get left out of the game or anything it's still there it's just probably not as fulfilling you know they're designed for you to play with your buddies um but it is the option as a person who person who played most of anthem solo I'll tell you not great when they design it for that and you you ignore them but you know it is what it is um not to compare Marvel's Avengers to Anthem, but yeah, let's hope not. Um, no, let's not. I tried to convince myself Anthem was good until about three months after it came out, but uh, I never played it again. But um, yeah, so I hope that answered your question. Yeah, no, it's kind for of me answer. again. I need to watch this new one. When they first showed them, like I want to be excited for this, but I didn't know the game looked interesting. But I love Crystal so much. I'm like, I'm gonna have to give it a chance. I, I watched this video. You you've kind of convinced me to pay closer attention to it. And uh, I'm willing to, to check it out eventually, for sure. Like, I, I love Avengers stuff. I like Crystal. I'm just like, I don't know yeah. if this kind of game's for me. But we'll see when reviews come out. And I do kind of want to watch that War Table. We'll know more soon. And my boy Cap, I don't know how, he's going to be there. That's all I know. They still haven't really shown anything of him, except that he is there and that he has a voice actor voicing him. So he definitely will be at least somewhat in the game. But all of the stuff at the war table was still very much, you know, the statue of Cap. Mm. So that'll be a big reveal. It'll, I'm sure it'll be tied to the narrative at some point. But oh, Yeah, he's definitely coming back. And he'll have a better outfit because, boy, that first outfit is trash. Yeah, it's real clunky. Real old school Cap. Real real, uh, real first Avenger Captain America. Yeah, not a fan the of helmet that. Helmet doesn't but, help him out. 
Yeah, no. But no, I'm with you. I'm glad you're excited. I'm going to pay more attention to it now. You're giving me good good vibes. That's all I'm here for, man. Positive. Vibes. I'm here to love games before they come out. And then when they come out, we'll see. <laughs> then we get a then we get a we get a dump all over them. <laughs> a fair representation. Until Premier was. They're all right. Always fair. <laughs> so our last story. Uh you've got some details on uh smart delivery. Uh, this was part of Microsoft's whole June uh initiative. I guess this is where initially that Lockhart stuff might have been, but they've been giving us a little bit of information as June's gone on. I think this is one of the bigger ones. So give us more details on exactly how smart delivery is going to work on the next gen. Yeah. So I know it was something that that had already kind of been broken news, but we hadn't talked about it too much. We kind of mentioned it in passing a bit. So I thought it was good to at least kind of jump in and, and give some detail. So the uh, official word is that um, the big news parts of it that they talked about were that uh, say you buy a game on, on the Xbox One and then uh, you can install it on your new Xbox Series X like as if you already had it. I don't know if that means it has to be disc or, or how the digital will transfer over if it's tied to your account, I imagine. Um, and then once you do, the system will automatically recognize that you've already paid for the game on the other console and install the upgraded optimized version for you. So mm-hmm. it seems like they're taking some of the you know, the troubleshooting aspects out of it and just going like, oh, we know what's going on. Here's your better version done and done. And your uh, there's full cross save um, from where you stopped on the Xbox One to where you get it on the Series X or the Lockhart, whichever one you end up getting, whichever whatever the real name is, that uh, your a whole save file and everything will carry straight over, but just the better version. Um, assuming all these games are better at launch on the new console. Sometimes that doesn't go quite as well as they hope, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah but that's still uh, the idea. And then we got a lot of details on what actual games are already on that smart delivery list. Um, it seems pretty confirmed that all of the Xbox game studio games will be available. And then uh, the option is there for third party developers if they want to. So like we've already heard that like cyberpunk is going to be taking advantage of that, but they will not be ready for launch, they made it sound like. Yeah, like it seems like the, the next-gen version of that is 2021, early 2021. Yeah, so you'll still have it. You can play it on your current console, but it will be at least a little bit of a delay for before it comes to uh, to the Series X in the upgraded fashion. wonder if that means they'll still have a version on the Series X that it just won't be the upgraded. That'd be well, weird. I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, from what I understand, it would just be because your Series X is fully backwards compatible, so you would just... Yeah. install the xbox x or the xbox one version and then it would just work until it automatically gives you the upgrade for the next one and then when i like that automatic day, up- yeah that automatic upgrade i think is the big deal because with it being fully backwards compatible you could in theory just accidentally play the old version but like no we're gonna give you the yeah like, you don't have gonna- to worry about going and finding an upgrade like in the marketplace or anything and like, it's just it's just there it seems like it'll just be like the same way you download a patch now one day, all of a sudden, you'll download it, and it'll be a huge patch. And all of a sudden, I'll have ray tracing. Better. It's like that's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good patch good, there. Good, good patch, yeah, good free patch for this game that I bought once. But yeah, we have confirmation. Obviously, some of these are first party, so this is not news on some of these. But some of these are third party, and they've been confirmed. And that is uh, Halo Infinite, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Destiny two, Dirt five, Scarlet Nexus, uh, Chorus, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines two. Yakuza Like a Dragon, The Ascent, Call of the Sea, Gears 5, Second Extinction, and Metal Hellslinger. Um, and previously confirmed, games like Madden, the new Madden will be available. Um, and I'm sure there's more, but those seem like the uh, the top of the list there. 
of games that have been uh, listed that will be available for smart delivery. So that is, is a very cool feature that I'm I'm happy Xbox is implementing. Yeah. And I hope uh, PlayStation needs to match it or do something similar. Because that's, that's a very big thing for gamers to, you know, you don't have to wait on Cyberpunk to come out. And you don't have to, you know, decide, well, I really want to play it now, but I should just wait until it's available on the next console because I want to play it there. Like that, you just took that decision out the window. Yeah, I think buy it either, on the console you have at the time of the day yeah. the game comes out, and then as soon as it's ready, you've got it already. One patch, you're ready to go on the new console. No, no hemming and hawing. You're ready. Yeah, I think ease of use and customer friendly are like the two words for that console because it's like, yeah, it'll just automatically upgrade, and here's just the best version, and here's Game Pass. It's a great deal, and just have this like, uh, it's just easy. Like, make it easy on me. Yeah, and there it seems like you know they're. And they've started doing this at the end of the current gen, is they started doing all the things around their games, right? And trying to be so, you know, very consumer friendly. And it's great because I think the console started out not going that way. You're trying to get into like the cable space. Like, oh, you want to run your coax through your Xbox like a weirdo? (laughs) Like, no, nobody wanted to do that. That was not a thing anyone asked for. Uh, So, uh, you know, now that they're actually back on the like, no, we are a games company at least this branch of it, and we're here to make a good gaming experience for people. And, like, good for them. Like, this is the stuff you need to do to prove that you're you're back on the right track. And now the next step of it is just show us what games are coming out in July. Damn, what a perfect segue. I like how you did that. We're going to go ahead and segue into our main quest. Here, Mr. Robo, where are you off to? Stop. I'm already late. Late for what? And no, we we know in July Xbox is having their event showing first party titles, all the good stuff like that. What are your hopes for that July event for Xbox first party titles? So I got a couple things that that are highlighted that I'm looking for. I want to see more of Halo Infinite for obvious reasons. Um, because that's very exciting. And there's been little teasers and stuff they've thrown out. Like they put out that video about the the little voice track of like the voice recording talking about the banished and teasing at some new enemy. I don't remember there being anything called the banished in the last games. Oh, uh, it's the no, it's the brutes um from Halo Two. And you play Halo Wars Two, you fight brutes again, and they're part of the banished. Ah, uh, so, see, I never I never played Halo Wars. Yeah, it's that's what got me. Okay, random lore stuff that no one ever played, but. That just mean brutes. Brutes are back. Okay, that's very cool. Um, yeah, so that that's cool, and I, I just want to see more of that. As far as I can remember, I, I don't think we've seen much footage of the actual game. We've seen some some environmental stuff, and we saw some halos. And we've heard some voice tracks. I want to see I want to see Master Chief run around doing some stuff. Yeah, and I want to see what you know. I want to see what this game's actual story is going to be because five did not pay off well. And I, you know, I understand the Halo games are not as much about the story as they are about just being a good multiplayer experience. But um, yeah, I played through all the five story and was kind of let down by the end of it. Need some sort of payoff there. And I I just want Infinite to show me that they're going to do it and do it well. So I'm hoping that's part of July. And I know that they said it's going to focus on mostly revealing new things, but that would be a nice throw in as part of their event. That's one thing I'm hoping. Yeah, no, Halo for sure. That'll that'll be a big one. Um, I'll just let me see the random things. I know 
So quickly, read me off that list of stuff that has been confirmed. I believe it was a, you said a story from May or an update from May of things that are confirmed. Yeah, um, it does seem like they talked about on their last Xbox live stream in May, not their last one, but in one of them in May, that um, that's when they would start to get some of these reveals. And they mentioned uh, new games from some of Xbox's first party studios like Double Fine, Ninja Theory, and Obsidian. All right, so you know where I'm going with my next thing. So you talk about what you're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we're Ninja Theory. We already know is is uh, Hellblade Two. Uh, yeah, which looks really good. They showed us that after they showed us that video at last year's Game Awards. I was like, that looks really cool. I hope that's what next gen looks like. And then we've got the Unreal Engine Five reveal, and like it's that's going to be in engine. Like that's what the game's going to look like. That game is going to be a fantastic. But we already know about that. So for me, I guess I'm gonna. I'm interested to see what Double Fine does. Tim Schafer makes a lot of good games, a lot of good adventure games, just games, period. One of my favorite games ever is called Massive Chalice, which is, I don't know if you ever heard of it. It is a Double Fine game. You can double check me. I'm pretty sure it's Double Fine. Um, Double Fine made an XCOM game, and they were like, and I believe it's an Xbox exclusive as well. And I was like, you know what? I love XCOM. I like Double Fine. I like that game a lot. I don't think anyone else likes that game. I like the game a lot. But anyways. Uh, PC you know, exclusive. Why have I played it on Xbox? Windows, Xbox. Linux, Mac OS is all it says on is Wikipedia. They could be wrong. But yes. Yeah, no, I played it on Xbox. Yeah, Master Challenge okay. is really cool. But um, so we know that they're doing Psychonauts 2, which is not exclusive. That is a multiplayer game. But they said they're getting specifically a new announcement. So, I mean, you were bringing it up earlier, but like maybe a new Monkey Island. I think a new like yeah, classic mo- point and click adventure game or something in that vein, maybe a little more modernized would be really dope. Yeah, most of their recent work that they've done has been on like remastering some of these old classic LucasArts franchises, where it started with them doing Day of the Tentacle, and they did um, they did uh, Grim Fandango remastered, and then one of my personal all-time favorite games, Full Throttle, and they put the remaster out for that, and I platinumed it the same day. Um, yeah, I, I played Full Throttle, I can't count how many times as a kid, because it's not a very long game. And once you figure out the point and click, you know, what, what weird items you're supposed to put together to win the game, it, it doesn't take very long. It isn't hard, but I loved the story and had fun playing it. So that was one that I played a million times. And the same goes for Monkey Island. They they give us a... I know they did... They've already done one remaster of the Monkey Island games back in the 360 era, but, I mean, that was, at this point, a good 10 years ago. I mean, I think they could do a lot more with upgrading some of that. And even if they... I don't even know. I don't even know how, how much better they could make it look, how much more they could do, but They've done a great job with the remasters they've already done. And at the rate, they've already got Psychonauts, Psychonauts on, on their hands with one game, and they're revealing something new. I imagine it's got to be something like a remaster. Because if they're trying to put their hands into two full, you know, big things all at once, that's that's a lot. So I would imagine part of it will at least be, you know, a remaking of something that they don't have to worry about rewriting a whole story, you know. Yeah, that would be really cool. I'm down. I like anything that they do straight up. So I'm all good for doing. Yeah, I like point and click adventures. I've been trying to, I've not trying. I have not tried, and I'm ashamed. I've been trying to play at all Broken Age for years. I've had it. I've got it on my Vita. I've got it on Steam. I've got it on multiple. I've got it on PS4. I have it on multiple things. And it's like one day I'm going to play you because it's a new, essentially point and click adventure that I should have played. And I just, I, I haven't managed to get around to it yet. That's my fault. I've let you down, Tim Schaefer. Yeah, Elijah Wood is very upset with you. He's in that game, right? Yeah, he's a main character. Sorry, Fredo. Is he? I think he is. Fredo Baggins. Isn't that his name? Fredo Fredo Baggins. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, What about for you, though? Yeah, so my other one, 
I buried the lead a little bit because you know you got to talk about Halo on an Xbox podcast. But ooh boy, Obsidian's making something new, and we're gonna find out in July. Oh man, I've said this already on both of our previous episodes. I think Obsidian is my favorite game studio, and uh, they just put out. You know, I don't feel like Outer Worlds is all that long ago, so I think whatever they show is going to be a, a, a ways in the future. I would assume. But man, do I love that studio, and uh, I am down for whatever they're going to hand me. They've made, I can't even count how many games that I legitimately love in a row, and we'll of them later. Um, so I will keep playing them until until something happens. They are they are right now what Bioware was for me for a very long time. Or it was, yo, you put Bioware's name on it, I'm going to buy it. Like, it's done, done, and done. And then um, the last two games happened. And now Obsidian's taking control, but they're they're still my homies. They're like they're like your friend that you love, but then like lets you down. But you still like you still want them to be your friend. You try to support them, but it hurts a little bit. That's what Bioware is for me right now. I get that. <laughs> oh, they're gonna oh. come back. Dragon yeah. Age is gonna be dope. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm Bioware's gonna be good. And I think Obsidian's gonna make good stuff. Like they're they're legitimately just like, hey, you know those Bethesda RPGs you like? Let's just make those, but not as buggy. Yeah, and and. You know, even outside of just Bethesda ones, like, even if they're just working on another CRPG, like, Pillars of Eternity 2 has been out long enough, and, like, that's where those guys, those that team really shines for me. Like, between Pillars and, and Tyranny and some of their games they've made, like, uh, they, they do that so well, and I want to see them do it again, but, you know, those games on console are always weird. I haven't bothered to play the Pillars versions on console, so maybe one of y'all can tell me if it's any good or not, but I, um... I'm excited one way or another. That was the one that now I'm like, okay, I can't wait. If yeah. it's reve- if they're revealing something, then I'm officially like canceling plans that day and watching. And like, that's, that's all I'm worried about. I think honestly, cause they have, I believe it's 15 or 16 studios. I think you're legitimately going to, you're going to get something at least like 11 of them. Yeah. Sure. Well, you got to ask yourself, like, do we, how much of those studios do we know what they're doing right now? Like, that's so. I mean, the rest of them. You assume they at least want to show what's coming. They got to sell a console. So, like, yeah. there's, there's, even there's, if it's two or three years, no off. time to hold back. Yeah. Yeah, it's still cool. Yeah, I mean, we know some. I'd say maybe about half of them. We know either they have done a game recently or have a game coming out soon. Mm-hmm. But when you have that many, you can still be like, we have multiple teams. Here's what's in the future. And I mean, the yeah. big one would be the initiative, which is their quadruple A studio that they've been drumming up. That they've just, you know getting all the talent to that game won't come out for a long time but that's supposed to be like their god of war you know uncharted you know like that sort of a big game um i don't know when that game's gonna come out god probably four years from now or whatever but that'll be dope i guess the main thing for me though looking at this list is i am interested in what playground games playground are the um they made the forza horizon series which are the only racing games that i like really but they are the ones rumored to be making a new fable and there was uh, a story early today about there being the, I think it was Fable and the Perfect Dark had Twitter Perfect accounts Dark, yes. that like followed real Microsoft people. They're like, down, they're downplaying or whatever. But I'm like, I think we're getting a Perfect Dark and a Fable thing. But yeah, dude, give me a new Fable game. I'd be down for a, a good classic British comedy or British humor RPG. Uh, and they make the only racing game that I like. So it's weird for a racing studio to make an RPG, but whatever, they can do it. Well, they make uh more stuff than just that, don't they? Don't they? Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of something else. Maybe that's their flagship, and I don't know what I'm thinking about. But um, yeah, I'm Fable was a, a very big influence on me as a gamer growing up. Like at one and two, I sunk so much time into, and I've 
one is legitimately it's a game I sometimes forget about almost. Every time I think about it, I'm like, God, it's one of my favorite games of all time. How do I forget about this? Like yeah. it just does everything so well. And uh no, yeah, Playground is literally just Forza. I don't know what yeah. I'm thinking of. But um yeah, I uh I love Fable and I didn't love three. We'll talk about that, whatever. But yeah, whatever. uh so and it being a new studio, who knows what that's actually gonna look like. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Yeah, that'll be interesting. But my last one, I'll just throw it out here just for a silly one. Anyone can mark this down. You can do whatever. If Rare comes out and announces Viva Pinata 3, I will eat something that's <laughs> not normally edible food. I will attempt a backflip and I'll eat like a cloth or something stupid. Like I would, they're not going to do it. That's why I'm happy to say this. But if they said a Viva Pinata, you know how many people? There'd be like 100 people on the internet would fucking literally jump out a window. That would be so awesome. And then no one would buy that game. No, like those hundred people you, buy the game. Because you all jumped. Because you all jumped out a window. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know Rare's already making that other uh, that some about wild or uh, yeah, Rare's already making another game. But I would love it if they came out. Yeah, but best yeah. luck with that, Adam. That's the yeah, way. that's why I made the bet because I'm not worried about it. <laughs> all right, it, did you have anything else, or is that I think that might be it for main quest? No, I mean I'm sure there's more, but that's that was that immediately demanded my attention whenever I saw whenever I saw that news. So we'll uh. We'll see we'll what happens once we get yeah once we get yeah. in when they, they I don't think we ever got really a date for when in July this is assumed to be coming that's why we kind of picked like well great we're right at the end of June it could happen anytime talk about it now and then exactly. we'll react to it obviously once it happens yeah we could know in, in like two weeks who knows so we'll see yeah all right so we're gonna move on to our part of the show we're gonna ask you what have you been playing um continuing the discussion of obsidian my teaser from earlier. Uh, I've been playing Tyranny. It's uh, one of their like you know classical RPGs that they put out after Pillars of Eternity two or Pillars of Eternity one in between one and two, and uh, not quite as large in scale, not quite as I think it was. They you know they put out Pillars and they put this out as like a you know a, a discounted version, um, uh, but it is still a a really good time. I love those games. I love any game that lets me build a party. And like you know, have party members and and you know communicate with them and and grow with them as characters with my character like that I made to start the game with. I'll I'll play that game ten ten times out of ten, regardless of who makes it. So uh, they they just happen to do it as well as anybody I think. So uh, it's uh, it's a good time and it's a lot it's a lot less lore heavy than Pillars. So if you're worried about you know Pillars is a giant sprawling story and you pay a whole lot of attention to stuff and this game does a great job of like every time a character or something is mentioned, there's like a footnote that you can click to, and there's like a little mini summary of the, who that person is and where this mm-hmm. location is. So I, I've taken a lot of time off between playing it as I've played other stuff, and I just kind of jump back into my playthrough. And it is great to get immediate reminders of like, oh yeah, that's that guy's name, and there's that place, and perfect. And you jump right back in, and it's it's moving, but it's a real good time. And uh, yeah, I think every RPG Any should game. do that. Because, yeah, I'll definitely start playing something and I'll come back like, what is going on? Who is this person? So it's nice to see that it, that seems to be easy to jump into. Yeah, anymore. But even and it's like, here you go. Let me tell you, this is just a, a secret. Don't tell anybody. When we play our D&D games, sometimes Mike brings back characters. I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I can't even think of people that have come back like this. But how? How could you not? I mean, it'd be like real small things like, oh, that's that person's name. Okay. Like, I know their actions. I don't know. 
their names. I'm real bad well, at names. Here. One of my favorite NPCs in that campaign, I don't remember his name. Yeah. The leader you... of the town where we left our cart and horse. What's his name? Cart King. Nope. We that nope. Not Cart King. No spoilers because that podcast. Is still oh no, out, yeah, yeah. But, no, I know what you're talking but, about the Xerxes. Yeah, that's some, I'm bad with names. You take notes. Yeah. whatever. it's nice to no, tell you. I've got it in off. my notebook. I've got, I've got. I can't even count how many pages of notes here. If I just had to pull it from memory, yeah, I don't have that one. I don't have like, that one at all. We'll meet people and then, like, 15 minutes later, they're like, "You're gonna go talk to that person." I'm like, who? That guy who owns the thing? Sure. <laughs> no idea. I'm gonna I'm start bad. dragging you into role playing sessions more. Adam oh likes to just sit quietly and Kermit the Frog us and, and sip his tea and side-eye the group. I'm going to start purposefully asking him questions about people's names now that I know this information. Have fun with it, dude. It'll be you, just, you just weaponized your faults. <laughs> you take advantage of it. Hey, who's your favorite person who lived in uh, <laughs> who lived in, in Brisbane? What was your favorite, what was the, your favorite store that we went to while we were there? Ah, that one where they sold the, they sold the weapons. <laughs> there was not a weapon. There was not a weapon shop in Brisbane, Adam. <laughs> D&D is so good. All right. Anyways, what I've been playing, uh, you said, I'll start with the second one because you said you had thoughts on the first one. Randomly, I started playing Lego Marvel Avengers 2 or Lego Marvel Superheroes 2, I believe it's called, whatever. Um, yeah, I never beat that game. And I went, I looked at the cover because I was moving and I was like, oh, yeah, Spider-Gwen is in this game as well as Spider-Man 2099. I, again, I've been watching all the Marvel movies. I'm like, let me jump in there. I played a couple levels. It's still good. I like Lego games, dude. I haven't played one in a long time, so I'm having a good time just collecting the 800 characters in that game. And the story's nonsensical, but Kang the Conqueror is the bad guy, so that was cool. And yeah, yeah, those, those are always fun. Those are a good. Like sometimes you just want to take a break from super serious games and like you know worry about being on the edge of your seat. Sometimes it's nice to you know kick back and smash up Lego blocks and. And let Lego Obi Wan build a, a a set of stairs with the Force. Like it's a good time. Like yeah. So and you know they managed to keep getting cool licenses as long as they keep being able to make stuff like Avengers and Lord of the Rings and stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep enjoying those games for whatever. Whenever that feeling hits me. Yeah. Lego Star Wars. Whatever the complete collection, all eight movies plus the side shows and oh man, that game I'm very excited. Uh, and then the other one I've been playing. It was on Game Pass. I'm like, sure, let me try it out. I've been wanting to play it just because I like the series. Uh, I started playing Darksiders 3, and uh, I got maybe like three or four hours into that game total at this point. I didn't play it all this week. Um, you said you... I think it's fine. It's whatever. Uh, you have some different thoughts on Darksiders 3. Well, you you talk about it and have your fun first. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was fine. Like, I got to the point where, like, there's a, a big plot twist. I mean, like, the same plot twist that's in all Darksiders. It's like, you were set up. Oh. The apocalypse wasn't supposed to happen. And I got to that point in this game. I was like, all right, I'm a little bit past that. And uh, like, I don't know. I think the world's interesting. I like the combat. I think she's my fury is my second favorite person to play with. I think I like death a little bit more. Um, but I, th I think she's more fun than the first game, like to use in combat. I think it's fine. Again, I don't know if I'll ever go back and finish that game. But I had a good time with it, I guess. It was all right. So <laughs> here's where I'm at. I have a problem with games that are like needlessly hard where you can get stun locked up against a wall or something and you get hit by an enemy two times and you're dead. Like that's the worst. What's even worse. And that can deal with that game. Those kinds of games, depending on mm. a couple circumstances, it's even worse than that is when that same game takes like a minute and a half to load after you die. 
and it makes you go all the way back to the beginning of the level just to get back to the same boss fight. Mm. Like, oh man, I died to that boss twice, and I was like, the, the very first one, and I was like, yo, this juice ain't worth the squeeze, homie. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna kill me a lot, then super meat boy me and and pop me over to the beginning of the level. Totally fine. I can deal with that. Or give me some sort of like, you know, let me respawn at the boss fight every time over. And like, if you're going to be super hard, uh, don't do that to me. Like, it's 2020, man. You're not trying to get me to pump quarters into the machine. Like, <laughs> that's not what we're here for. I already have the game. Like, you're just hurting yourself now because now I just want to put it down. And I was like, I, yo, I'm, I got no time for this. If the load, if the load screens were 10 seconds, I probably would have kept playing it. Mm-hmm. But it was every single time. It was like, okay, that was weird. I now understand this fight. And then by the time I got through the load screen and walked back up, I was like, what did I do wrong last time? And then I died again. And I was like, this is tragic. I'm not doing this more than more than that I need. Yeah, I think that's what I got pretty far. I didn't die until, I think I said like about the four hours in, but I think the one time I died, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break. And then I don't know if I'm going. Because you're right, it is long. It is a long load time. Like, what is that about? Like... I respect the Darksiders franchise. I did enjoy one and two. It's not that I don't like the series. So I played three. Um, I do appreciate their tendency to just change genres between <laughs> between games. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this first one's God of War. The second one's 3D Zelda. Now this one's a Dark Souls. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do we feel like doing today? What's what's the? F- and then they made a uh, then they made a Diablo. Yeah, they made so. a Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> and then four is gonna be Minecraft, I'm sure. Or no, it'll or- be uh, it'll be Fortnite. That would actually be Dark Siders Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> I love Battle Royale, so I'd play it. But anyways, that's that. <laughs> oh, that's all I've been playing. Uh, we're gonna go on to our Game Pass Weekly section of the show. Um, some of the new releases on Game Pass. Do you want to do this? You want me to do it? Uh yeah, I've got it right here. Um, so our new stuff we've got, uh Observation is coming to both console and PC. Um, Streets of Rogue. It's coming to console. I could just play Streets of Rage. I'm sure that name's on purpose. Yeah. Streets of Rogue. Um, Night Call is, uh, and I, I should say these games are already on where they are. They, they have since come out since they were announced. So all these games are currently available on uh, their, their specific platforms. Night Call is available on console. And then The Messenger, which I've already been playing on Game Pass on PC, is also coming to console. So that should be there as well. Um, I could not find anything specific about games leaving Game Pass this week. It's the same so, list from before. They just yeah. It's like the middle of the month or the beginning. There's of the nothing's month. left yet. I think they yeah. Middle of the month we'll get more solid details once actually leaving the dates. But yeah, so that is our new games: Observation, Streets of Rogue, Night Call, and The Messenger. So I haven't played it, but everyone loves The Messenger. It's really good. Um, Night Call looks interesting to me. It looks like a like a noir, like choose your own adventure kind of a game. Um, Streets of Rogue looks dumb. Whatever. Observation. So remember that game Tacoma? Yes. Observation looks like Tacoma, hmm. so that might be worth a download at some point. I also need to play Tacoma, so let me do that one first. Tacoma, yeah, um, but it looks exactly like Tacoma, so uh, it seems like a pretty good drop to me. They've been having some uh, some pretty yeah. solid. One. I think there's only Tacoma, one in here where I don't care about Tacoma. Also on Game Pass? Yes, I do believe. Thought so. Yep. So yeah, that's a pretty good uh, pretty good drop. So I guess we're gonna get into a review from last week's Game Pass. Jake's excited. <laughs> All right, so right here, we're going to enter. We had, I reached out to my friend. So we played Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, after not playing any Kingdom Hearts games at all in the in the past. Or very little played, for you, I think. I played right? a, yeah, very small amount of the first one. I've literally never played any of them. So, Jake, you you looked at a video. But first, we're going to give, I reached out to my friend Riku, 
that's his his internet name. Of course, you can guess where it's from. And he gave me a, a brief overview of like what is kind of going on in Kingdom Hearts one and two. And I'm going to enter that right here. Hello, Xbox Quest. Uh, I'm Riku, not the Riku from Kingdom Hearts, but I took that name for like an email address and a Twitter handle when I was like 18, 19, and now everybody calls me that. So anyway, I am here to talk to you about Kingdom Hearts. What is Kingdom Hearts? Well, it's a story about friendship at the end of the day and beating up bad guys with a giant key, which is always cool. Uh, anyway, your main character is Sora. He is the dumbest protagonist, but he's a good boy and we love him. Uh, you have his two pals, Goofy and Donald, who are, of course, Disney characters. Yeah, there's Disney stuff in this game. It's really sweet. And then they go from Disney, from one Disney-themed world to another and solve problems from the villainous characters of that certain movie franchise or these stupid bad guys called the heartless heartless are dumb they have no hearts and basically they beat a main bad guy named ansem and they kill him and then kingdom hearts 2 start off and there's, there's suddenly these guys in black robes and they're they're organization 13 they're nobodies a nobody is what happens when someone makes a heartless but the body is strong enough to stay around is that dumb yes Anyway, uh, it turns out that the main villain of the story is Ansem, who is the... Did I say Ansem? It's Xemnas. Xemnas, who is an anagram of Ansem because he's Ansem's nobody. Oh, it's so stupid. <clears throat> anyway, uh, that's the best I can do. I haven't played three, so I'm curious to hear what you think about it. Anyway, bye. Yeah. Shouts to Riku for throwing that in for us. Yeah, Riku, dude, thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, I love it in his in his description. He, he's explaining it. He's like, yeah, this is dumb. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to let you go ahead and start. Tell me your whole thing about you know your entire experience with Kingdom Hearts 3 because you dove in way deeper than I thought you were going to. Real hard. I had a surprise week off of work <laughs> this week. That's why we committed to such a, 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 a large game as opposed to some of the other stuff we've, we've undertaken in the past here. Um, so I started out, I cheated a little bit at the start where I was like, I, I have to at least give it a fair shake and I want to know some of what's happening going in. So if, you know, if it's totally out of context, I understand these narratives can be complicated. So I'm at least going to give it the fairest shake I can in starting with three. And I know that's already not a fair shake because of how these stories are, but I watched, um, thank you to, uh, to a YouTube channel called suggestive gaming. They have like a 35 minute recap that they made before kingdom hearts three came out to be like, here's all of it. Here's stuff from birth by sleep. Here's stuff from everything. And they did their best to kind of make a, a, a one single flowing narrative that leads up to what's happening in three. And I think I watched it twice <laughs> by, the amount of, by the amount of times I rewound stuff and to go, okay, hold on. What, what, is, who is this? <laughs> what's going on here? With with the all these pieces whose names start with X, I, this is a whole lot. So I did that, and then I actually dove into the game, and I got all the way up to I was I beat the Pirates World, which is in the last selection of worlds between that and uh, and San Francisco mm. um, from Big Hero Six, which is a bummer because I love Big Hero Six and I would have liked to spend time in that world, but you know. The fact that I got through <laughs> as much as I did in one week is 
already bad enough. But uh, you got through yeah, what so, was that five or six worlds or what did you get through? How many? That is okay. Hold on. Let me do some math. It's about now. thirty hours though, right? It, yeah, thirty hours. I got through thirty hours of the game um, since last Monday, um, and I didn't play it on three of those days. So that tells you what the other four of those days were. <laughs> a lot of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, a lot of Kingdom Hearts, and not a lot else. But um, yeah. So I I'm trying to remember what worlds there were. Now I flew through it so fast that now it's just a blur. So there was, was like Frozen, uh, there's toys, Toy there's Story. Toy Story, and Tangled were in the first set. Once you get through, you know. They start you off in Mount Olympus as like the beginning of the game, which is nice. The little bit that I played of Kingdom Hearts 1, there's the stuff at Paradise Island and then Traverse Town. And you spend a lot of time going, I thought there were Disney characters in this game. I don't understand what's going on. And this one at least gives you the decency to be like, you know, minute one of the game, here's Hercules and Hades and Meg and the whole deal. Um, and then they get you to Twilight Town. And then, yeah, it was Toy Story and Tangled. And then it was uh monsters inc and frozen and then it was pirates and then yeah. san francisco would have been the last one i did find there's like a mini secret world where you can go to the hundred acre wood and it's kind of a small part but oh. i kind of bounced and skipped that it's I, I looked it up it's apparently a pretty short sequence but i wanted to get through pirates i knew the week was coming to a close so i went and got through the pirates one and then that's kind of where i've stopped so i don't i'm not seeing the conclusion of the game but um we'll start with positives because i want to do that uh, this game in certain sequences looks phenomenal. Mm. Like some of the specific scenes where it, it shows you what like Kyrie is doing now. And she's hanging out with some red haired final fantasy character named Axel. Um, and just the shots of like the forest they're hanging in look beautiful. When I got to the pirate section and they finally started to like try to do like the realism stuff. Some of it came out real wonky. Elizabeth Swan's face the whole time, just they couldn't decide what her face looked like. And I feel like it shifts every time it cuts to her. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, there's Karen Knightley. And sometimes I'm like, nope, that's, I think that's just actual Bill Nighy, not Davy Jones. That's <laughs> with a wig on. I don't understand what's happening here. Um, but they, uh, but there's also parts in that where, you know, the big climax of Pirates 3, where the, uh, the whirlpool clears up. And then all of a sudden, the Flying Dutchman unearths or, uh, you know, uh, resurfaces to the top, but with, with Will, uh, Will Turner as the captain. And then both that and the Black Pearl turn on the Endeavor to take out Beckett's ship. And, like, that scene is very much all, like, they did not, like, cut out the clip from the movie, but you could have damn told me they did. It's like, dope. It looks phenomenal. Like, the ocean looks great. Like the actual ships and the way they're blasting on Beckett's ship look crazy. Like the stuff that's all environment is is really incredible. And even Donald and Goofy look great the entire game. But all it's all the other ancillary stuff that looks like Beckett's face looked weird during that scene when it cuts to him muttering the it's just good business line, which is mm. great and I love it. And I but I couldn't stop looking at his dumb, poorly animated face. <laughs> Um, but like Johnny Depp looks great. So it's not like they just did a bad job with realism. Like Johnny Depp looks fine the whole time. I think it's just some of the people, maybe they tried a little harder more than others, but like all of the stuff in the actual worlds that are meant to be CGI look awesome. Like the stuff with Sully and the stuff with, um, you know, Sully and Randall and Mike Wazowski and the different frozen sequences. Like it feels like you're, you're in those movies. Um, and they just so happened to pick, some of the franchises that I don't care about as much as other Disney franchises. I haven't seen Frozen. I haven't seen Tangled. 
Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen any of the monsters since the first one, but I really do like the first Monsters, Inc. I just missed out on two in university. Um, and Toy Story's great. And the two that I was really excited for are the very last one. Big Hero 6 is my favorite out of all those movies, and it's the one that I didn't get to. Yeah. Um, or Pirates. I love Pirates. Um, but yeah, it's uh, that's that's the positive. The gameplay's got some fun stuff. It's it's very much press press A. I was going to press square, because that just wouldn't make sense. I feel like games know to make your attack buttons. A being the, the melee button, I never got used to that. Instead of jump, yeah. Instead of jump, yeah. And then I was jump as B, and then hit as A, and then I never got used to it. It was, and I'm sure I could have changed the controllers, but, hmm. you know, I assume they designed these games for a reason, and I like to try to leave their controllers the way they put them, except for I have to invert the camera, because, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, But it was, uh, parts of the gameplay are fun. They're good mindless hit a a lot fun and the different keyblades can let you do cool stuff that you know there's some fun abilities thrown in there and magic's always fun um do you want to talk about positives <laughs> me i don't have any bro I don't have <laughs> my positive is that i do like the character the disney character the disney specifically mm-hmm. when he don't give me that final i don't care i don't care about the square stuff i do like how they got i think almost all the voice actors that's really cool now a we go straight to them- negatives a lot, well, and I have I have a lot to talk about voice acting in the negative. Oh, that's me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and to be fair, I don't think there's actually any Final Fantasy characters in this game. It was just they they all look like they, they're dudes in black trench coats with spiky, colorful hair. It's, okay, it's bro. Yeah. Their square characters are all the same to me. I can't. They, that's <laughs> fair. That's a little fair. Um. Uh. But yeah, do, dive in a little bit. <laughs> bro. Okay. Again, starting this game up, I knew that it was part square, part Disney stuff, right? And you're right, they do mostly, this game is mostly Disney stuff. That's why I think, like, the true Kingdom Hearts fans kind of don't like this one as much, because it's so much Disney compared to whatever dumb story they like. Um, (laughs) But I go into the game, again, I don't know what's going on, that's fine, that's my fault, I don't care about that. I just get in, and you're right, it's mindless smashing of the A button, which is fine, it's whatever. Uh, But you start the game, and you go to Mount Olympus, and they have the audacity to say Kingdom Hearts 2.9. And I almost turned it off right then and there. I was like, let's start Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 2.9. I was like, goodbye. I'm done. See, um, they, did, they did that in the in the reveal of the game, so I knew that was coming. And I was like, that's a good joke, where they've done this 2.8 and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, that's I'm okay with this joke. And then switched to the 3. It upsets <laughs> so me so much. That fine with me. <laughs> it upsets me so much. I'm like, God, that's, stop. that's the little bit of meta that I need, though, for you to understand that, like, we know it doesn't make sense, and we know what we're doing to you, but we're going to still do it, and we're going to do it tongue-in-cheek and have a good time. That's stuff yeah. I can live with. Yeah, it was whatever. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's like I don't like the anime boys, uh, which is most of the story. Like, the, again, like they're playing chess, and it's like, ooh, the darkness. And, again, I think our number one complaint, and I'll go and say it not here, the dialogue is god It is so bad. And the thing is, so I played the game for two hours, right? I am not exaggerating. An hour and 27 minutes of that was cutscenes of dialogue that is god-awful. Yes. There was a lot of cutscene, run 10 feet cutscene. And when your cutscenes are good, there's something you can do with that. Mm-hmm. But when your cutscenes are tragically bad, apart from like if you muted them and just looked at what's happening, it might be better. Or if it was like the first game where you can, you know, again, look at it and skip a dialogue box. Ain't no dialogue skipping in this. Nope. You are just there is no you can either skip the entire cutscene or nothing. You can't fast make can't make any other speech patterns go by faster or anything, and all of it is bad. And it it hurt me so much that they got like Zachary Levi to be Flynn Rider. 
Yeah. And they got like Adina Menzel to do Elsa, and they got Anna Kendrick to be Anna, and they got all like not everyone's the same. They no, no, no. some of them are are sound alikes or whatever. But like, like you start the game and James Woods is there, and he James says, Woods is he Hades. Says, he says stupid stuff. He's immediately like, "I am Hades." I'm like, See, why are you wasting pulled, this man? He pulled it off the best though, because what what well, people tragic. were, I know, I know, it definitely is, but. The good part and the bad part is when they get these people who are like actual talented people and they hand them garbage, it like makes them not want to work hard. Like yeah. it's like what why am I gonna put any effort into delivering this line well? Like even this and some of them, shamefully, are the lines from the movies. And it's just like the they had no they didn't care about the thing they were showing up for that day, is the only thing I can think of. They're like, oh what mm. is this? What weird anime Disney game is this? I, I don't care. It's like they, they took two hours out of their day to record six voice lines. And like, it's like they went with the first take every time. <laughs> like, like, we don't that. care. Don't even do it once. That's fine. Just, just you're good. Get out of here. Or we can't pay that. We can't pay this person this much to stay here for this long. Just get out. Gotta go. You're doing great. That's the thing. Yeah. But, it's I, again, I like the idea and I like seeing the Disney stuff. The dialogue is bad. I don't care about the anime stuff. The gameplay is not interesting enough to get me from, you you said run ten minutes, watch a five minute cutscene, fight a group of heartless, uh, a seven minute cuts. It's like I I, I can't I can't I can't. And yeah. again, I that's why I said on Twitter immediately when I was playing this. I'm like, people like Kingdom Hearts, right? I don't understand why they would. I I, I get it. Maybe if you were there from the beginning or whatever. And I we came yeah. in on three on purpose. We knew this was gonna happen. But again, like you said, it's there's some pretty stuff, and I like the idea of the Disney stuff. But oh boy, I will. It's so I'm so upset that Pirates is so far in the game because that's the one thing I wanted to play, but I don't want to injure myself that much just to play Pirates. And you don't want to because it's it's the water level of Kingdom Hearts 3. You're literally swimming around underwater for a lot of it, and it's not as fun, and there's some ship battles that are a million games have done ship battles better since. Yeah. Like, so it's it's uh and before. Like that it's so it's it's a lot of like, hey, remember that thing that you got this far in the game doing? You're not doing it for this whole world. <laughs> like you're gonna be doing a bunch of weird extra stuff. Hope you enjoy. And Sora's uh, shoes are stupid. They're too big. That kid's shoes are way too big for his body. Yeah, that's fine though. I've, I've, I've I can live with that. Have you seen Goofy's feet and his whole physique a, at all? He's a cartoon dog. It's fine. <laughs> and Sora's a cartoon boy. Like, come on. And boy. apparently, I don't even know if Goofy's a dog. I heard some recently said he was a cow. I don't know how much I buy that. No. He just has a girl, a girlfriend who's a cow. He's not a cow. <laughs> I think it's Mabel is his girlfriend, and she's a cow. But he maybe that makes a, a little more sense. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that game. And I, I, I'm telling you guys, I legitimately tried with the story to follow what was going on. Like Mickey and Riku are off doing this side quest, and they're trying to find the three original key blade wielders who gave their power to Riku and so Sora and Kyrie and. And there's the organization, and and Xehanort is trying to get uh, enough nobodies that he can have like different things to put his like his heart into, so he can live forever. Like I I tried, but you can't say the word Xehanort that many times in a row without me laughing at. Is <laughs> bad, and there's Zigbar and Zaylus and Zintus. And Zaboomafu, and it's just there's none of them. None of them are good. None of them are good. None of them say good things. And the fact that the, the things they say don't even work well together, 
like I swear there was times where Goofy would say a line and there'd be three, four seconds of dead air before anybody else follows him <laughs> up with anything. And it just killed me. And I can deal like Goofy sounded great. Goofy sounded like the Goofy I've always remembered. And I'm sure it's a different voice actor, but like it was just like what the space between sentences is more than the sentences. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> I mean it's it's an anime game written by uh, feels like a written by a fourteen year old whatever it's on it's fan fiction this is fan fiction the video game yeah I think that's part of the problem I think if they would have really committed to like hey man here's this kid and he goes to Disney worlds and like you know not tried to like put in this ridiculously complicated story they thrown into it they could I mean they are a very successful franchise so let me cut that sentence short people still yeah. buy the games they do well and there's a million of them so they're doing something right but like. God, I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. I'm with you. Like, I guess I'm going to end it because I have nothing else nice to say. If I w- if it's like suggest pass or download, I mean, here's the thing. If you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you're going to play the game because you like Kingdom Hearts. If you're not, yeah, don't don't even bother. Do not don't. jump into this. No. I tried for you, and Jake really, really tried for I you. I tried so hard. I'm definitely not playing anymore after today. Yeah. I... I pushed as much as I could in to like get to Monday. And now that Monday's here, it's like, I know I'm close to the end. I don't care. I yeah. don't care at all. We suffer. So you don't have to part of me. Do- oh man. Part of me does want to know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> They've got you. That's this is every kingdom hearts fan. The game sucked. But we want to know what everyone starts off going like, man, this game sucks, but like Mulan's in it. So whatever. <laughs> and then by the end, they're like, what happened to Xehanort's heartless? Is his nobody going to be defeated and reform his true self? Sora has three men living inside of him. Oh, okay. Wow. Anyways, that was our in-depth That's a late-game reveal that is actually a thing that happens. I, I believe you. All right, that was our in-depth review of Kingdom One Hearts One of them's 3. a young boy, too. Forgot oh, about God. <laughs> Which is available on Game Pass. <laughs> We're going to give us suggestions about what game we pick each week. Uh, our next game for next week shouldn't take you 36 hours to beat, and it doesn't have as much weeb stuff in it. We're going to play Untitled Goose Game because it's quick and easy. Everyone can play it. Everyone has a good old time honking at the at the farm bulls. So, yeah, we're going to play Untitled Goose Game next. Yeah, and I have managed to entirely avoid this game except for a little bit of time watching my girlfriend play it. But I have not played Goose Game. So this will be a fun, uh, a fun, a quick jump in. Yeah, I've only played the first map and didn't even finish it. So wonderful good time. Yeah. I, this game's like three hours long or something. So everyone should be able to get jump in and play through it. That's great. It's going to take much less time for me. <laughs> I could have more to fill out in my what have you. A lot less heartless. All right. Thank you for joining us this week on Xbox Quest. Please leave a five-star review. Share us with a friend. Also, feel free to follow us on social media at Xbox Quest. If you want to join in on the show, suggest a topic, tell us how you feel about the Game Pass Weekly game, or just ask us anything in general, feel free to shoot us an email, xboxquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Jake, for joining me on our quest. We'll continue our journey with Xbox next week. Have a good one, y'all. And we out.